Hey everybody, welcome uh, to Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman, and I'm at a remote location, okay, so this is obviously not in uh, my living room, I'm actually on an overnight retreat with Pastor Joel Boone and Pastor Bobby uh, Kirchner, and we came up yesterday, and we've just had a fantastic time of laughing and talking about each other's lives, uh, praying, um, talking about stuff going on at the church, dreaming. This morning we got up and just had an incredible time in the Word, studying a, a, a weighty theology. Anyway, I'm on a location up in the mountains, and I'm glad you're, you're joining me right now. Um, I do want to remind everybody that if you have a question, all you have to do is go to rickc at bvg.org, rickc at bvg.org, and send me your, your questions. I, I get tons of them every week, and I love reading them. Some I actually get back to you pretty quickly, because I know I'm, I'm probably not going to answer it on a, on a future you know, broadcast, uh, but man, I sure love getting the questions. And today I'm going to answer two questions before I get into my topic, which is uh, we're going to end, this is part three of what every child needs. But um, anyway, I, hey, make sure you like this and get it out to other people. Make sure you go to the Apple uh, store and go to podcasts and, and uh, subscribe to the Here's a Deal with Rick Countryman uh, podcast. That way you can take the show with you everywhere you go you can listen to it on walks you can listen to it on your home you can listen to these messages or talks anytime okay and so make sure you you, you do that i told you last week um we are starting something brand new next week i'm gonna be in a studio pastor chad uh pippin is put together a studio and the cameras will be better the sound will be better the lighting will be better and most importantly i'm going to be able to interview people it's one of the things i want to be able to do interview other pastors in our town our community uh, pastors from our church bring on experts in our community on different topics and i just can't do that with my setup that i have and so uh next week um it's going to look a lot different and be a lot better and so make sure you, you, you check it out. Remember, this is a, 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 a broadcast. It's a Facebook Live broadcast slash podcast. So you might be listening to this on a podcast, but it's actually being filmed for a, um, a Facebook Live broadcast. And either way, uh, take advantage of it. We're also going to add a YouTube channel. And so that will uh, also become a part of it. But anyway, hey, good. thanks for uh, being with me. So I told you uh, that I was going to answer two questions because I got email questions that are, 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 are just backing up on me, okay? I got tons of them. And so I said, okay, I'm going to handle two. I'm going to call them little cookies, all right? So the first one, a lot of you have asked, hey, have I ever gotten tested for the coronavirus? And uh, a number of you said, hey, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit scared. I don't know if I should get tested. Do I want them to have another record of another positive or negative test or whatever? And so I'm going to answer that question. Yes, I've been tested. In fact, I've been tested, uh, I think a total about five times. 
I've gone to the Rapid Clinic, uh, which is uh, the one I go to is right behind uh, uh, JCPenney's at the mall. And literally in about 30 minutes, they give you the results. And the reason why I want the results fast is because in, in my job as a pastor at a church, I'm around a lot of people. So Saturday night, I'm around a lot of people. Sunday morning, I'm around a lot of people. And I'm, I'm with people all the time, praying for them or whatever the, the case may, may be. Um, I believe that, that, that pastor and we are out there doing the work that God's Word tells us that we're to do. And so I want to know, hey, did I get it? Have I gotten it from somebody? And equally important, if I have, I don't want to show up to church on Saturday night and potentially infect a whole bunch of people. I don't want to show up to church on Sunday morning and infect people. I don't want to go into somebody's home and infect them. I, I don't want to, you know, infect my own family if I have it. So for me, it's really important. I've also gone to um, uh, Kaiser, which is where our health insurance is, and I've gotten the one that takes a couple of days. And they say that one's a little more, I don't know, weighty or whatever. All the tests I've had have all been negative. Every time I've tested, it, it was negative. It's Wednesday today. I was, the last time I was tested was uh, Monday, and I once again was uh, negative. And so, yes, I've been tested, okay? I know a lot of you are thinking, well, well aren't there a lot of false positives? Yes. Are there false negatives? Yes, there, there are. But the tests that are out there, I'm taking them because I, I want to protect me, those that I care about and love and shepherd, and my own family and all that. Okay. So the second question, uh, they kind of go hand in hand, is will I get the vaccination? And this one uh, certainly causes good people, Christian people, even people who aren't Christians, to have all kinds of thoughts and ideas and People get pretty passionate about, about this. And I will just first just tell you, yes, when it finally gets down to 60-year-old guys with gray hair, you know, I don't know when that's going to be, I will get the vaccination. And let me just say, if you're somebody who goes, I'm not getting it, man, I'm okay with that. That's a decision that, that you make, you know, before your Lord, you know, and, and I'm okay with it. You're not going to hear me bad-mouthing anybody who decides they don't want to get that vaccination. I'm going to get it, and I hope you would extend to me the same kindness and the same respect. Um, but but I just, let, me, let me give you a little thought here. So a couple of years ago, my wife and I uh, went to India. We went there to... Uh, I don't know, see uh, one of our mission partners is in India that our church supports. And so we were going to look at the work that they were doing and you know, kind of see how our investment, our church's investment was doing. I got to speak at some things and it was really great. But the only way the two of us could go was we had to show that we had been vaccinated, even as children, that we had all the vaccinations that the Indian government required. And so these little pieces of paper literally have followed me around since I was a child when, when I was vaccinated for different things as a kid. And India said, Rick, Aaron, you're not getting into our country unless you've been vaccinated. 
And in fact, there were some other shots we had to get to get into the country. Now, we could have made the decision, you know what, I don't want to go to India. I don't want to get any more shots. I don't want to, I, I don't care about that. We could have made that decision, and I'm sure many people do. We didn't. We, you know, said, man, shoot us up with whatever you got to shoot us up with. We're going to go. We're going to see how God's working in India. I also brought along with me one. This is my daughter, Grace, my middle daughter. She's 20. Literally, since she's been in school, this piece of paper has followed her around because to get into school, to enroll your child in school, you have to prove that they've been vaccinated. And so because we wanted our children to be in school, we've had our children all vaccinated. I know that there's many of you out there that you've decided you're not going to vaccinate your, your, your kids. And I'm okay with that. I honor that decision. I fight for your right to make that decision. But um, we made a, a different decision. Some of my dearest friends have not vaccinated their children. And so they just have to homeschool their kids because they can't get their kids in school. And they're my friends and I love them and they made a different decision than, than, than we made. And, that, and that's okay. Um, there is the, you know, the, the issue of, well, they haven't had time to, you know, really vet it all that much. Okay, that might be true. Uh, I'm just answering for me. I'm going to go ahead and get the vaccination. Um, and if you make a different decision, man, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm golden with, with, with you. But those decisions may come with consequences. It could be that the, I don't know, uh, National Transportation you know, uh, Board would say, hey, if you don't have, you're not able to show a little document like, like these, at the airport, you can't get on a plane if you haven't been vaccinated. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know what, 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 what the, what I don't know what the deal is going to be, uh, and you know you just have to be willing to pay whatever consequence comes with that. And so, anyway, those of you that aren't going to get the vaccination, great, great, man, I hear Pippery, I support your decision 100%. You'll never hear me say anything crummy about it. I was asked if I'm going to get it, and the answer is yes. Okay, so. With that, let's get into part three, okay? Because I only want these, these broadcast podcasts to be about 20 minutes long. And uh, we started with this, uh, uh, you know, what, what does every child need? Not do what they want. We know all of our kids. Those of us that have kids or grandkids know our kids want all kinds of things. I want a bike. I want a you know, a, uh, an Xbox. I want this. I want that. I want, you know, candy. I'm, I'm not talking in these broadcasts about what they want. I'm talking about what they need. Okay, and that, that's different. Proverbs chapter 22 says this. Teach children how they should live, and they will remember it all their lives. And I've kind of used that as kind of my foundation. Teach children how they should live. Okay. And, and I, I've given you so far, I've given you seven things, and this is the last one. This is part three. Number one, every child needs to know that they were created by God. That was number one, okay? And, and if you haven't seen part one, part two, you need to. 
Every child needs to know that they were created by God. Every child needs to know, number two, that not only were they created by God, but God has a plan for their lives. And here's the deal. If you don't teach them that they were created by God, somebody, the school system, their biology professor, Hollywood, the mute, somebody is going to teach them something. And it's not going to be that they were created by God. So, man, yes, the church is teaching your children that they were created by God. Yes, the church is teaching your children all of these things that I'm talking about. But it has to start with you, right? It has to start with you. So, number one, every child needs to know they were created by God. Number two, every child needs to know that they ha were made for some unique purpose. In other words, there, 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 there's purpose behind their lives. Number three, every child needs to know that they're sinful, and the reason why they need to know that they're sinful is they need to know why they do bad things. They need to know why they say bad things. They need to know why bad thoughts run through their minds. They need to know why on the playground somebody does something mean. They need to know why when they're watching TV, why people murder and why there's, you know, rape and why there's, you know, people breaking into stores and, and robberies. They need to know why. And the reason why is, is because Genesis chapter 3 happened, right? Their sin enters into the equation of life. And so they need to know that they're sinful. And it's the reason why they do the dumb, bad things that they do. And number four, they need to know that Jesus is the only one who can forgive them of their sin. They need to know that Jesus is the only one who has the power, right, to help them overcome their, their sin. Number five, they need to know biblical truth. They need to know what's written between, you know, these leather-bound covers. And you need to be that primary teacher. Yes, the church will do that. And if your kids are go to a Christian school and they're in a, a Bible class, yes, the Bible class teacher will teach them things. But it needs to come from you, Mom. It needs to come from you, Dad, Grandma, Grandpa, Guardian, whoever you are. You need to be the ones teaching them biblical truth. Number six, they need to have Christian heroes. Hey man, our kids today got sports heroes, and they got Hollywood heroes, and music heroes, and all those kinds of things. Our kids, your kids need to have a Christian hero. And, and that's why it's important for you maybe to read them stories, a, a bibliography of great men like Billy Graham or somebody else so that they can see, wow, these are really, really super neat men, women who did great things for God. And I told you, everybody should get the book, uh, Jesus Freak. Okay, so it's basically the kid's version of a book called Fox's Book of Martyrs. And man, you could read stories to your kids of, of people who easily could be their heroes. Number seven, they need, to, they need you as a parent to be a godly leader. And that's where we left off last week. Okay, you got to be a godly leader. Let me, let me give you number eight, okay? So these are the new ones. Number eight, every child needs to serve others. Every child needs to serve others. They need to be involved in helping and caring and serving others. It could be at the church. One of the things I love, I'm thinking about a family right now, a guy, a man and a woman in our church, and they got a couple of kids, a, a son and a daughter. 
And these two kids, they're young kids, are some of the greatest servants of our church. And they made sure that their son and their daughter were going to serve others. And you need to find places. It could be in children's ministries. It could be in, in, you know, in baby ministries. It could be they're walking the parking lots. It could be they're an usher. They're a greeter. It could be that you get them involved at the gospel mission. You see, they need to serve others. And by the way, this is where self-esteem comes from. You, you, I can't give a speech to a kid to instill self-esteem in their life. They esteem themselves when they go, man, I'm doing stuff that is worthy of self-esteem. And so get your kids involved in serving others. Because when they do that, they're also kind of fulfilling the second greatest commandment. And that is to love others. Okay, the way we love ourselves. And so number eight is every child needs to uh, serve others. Number nine. Every child needs a quiet time with Jesus. There, there needs to be a moment where they turn off their electronic phone if they've got them. They turn off their, their, their you know, games that they have, you know, the Xboxes or whatever they are. All, turn it all off. Turn your TVs off. Um, and they just need to have a time when them and Jesus are alone. And obviously that might include their reading their Bible or they're reading maybe a verse or two. It could be that they're listening to uh, a podcast. Uh, and, and man, I'm telling you, there are organizations out there that will help you help your child have a quiet time. And that's age appropriate. And I'm not talking about they just go in there and they're just silent. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about they're in there and it's quiet so that they can be with Jesus. They can read the word. They can pray or whatever all those things might be. And you need to set aside a time for your child. It might be five minutes for, for the next five minutes before dinner, after dinner, before breakfast. I don't know when it is. I want you to go into your room. We're going to turn everything off. And here are three verses that in your quiet time I want you to read. Here are three people that I want you to pray for. Every child needs to have a quiet time with Jesus. And last but not least, number 10, and this is the one everybody always thinks about. You know, what does every child need? Every child needs discipline, right? Every child needs discipline. One of the, the things that's... Uh, well, I, I know one of the things that was very critical in me growing up was... The school that I went to, Fremont Elementary School, when I was in, you know, first and second and third grade, especially when I was younger, I was a handful. Um, they didn't call it ADD back then. They, they called it being hypertensive. But I had ADD, still do at 60. It's a little mellowed now that I'm older, but I still got it. One of the ways I made it through was I was disciplined by my principal. I was disciplined by my teachers. And when I got home, my mom didn't take my side. She didn't even ask, hey, tell me your side of whatever happened at school. All that mattered to her was the authority, the teacher, and the principal, or whoever it was, said, little Ricky Countryman did A, B, and C. 
and she didn't care what my side of the story was. All that mattered was I had done something. The principal, the the you know teacher disciplined me, and so I got disciplined by my mother. And I know for a lot of you, you're not going to like what I'm going to say next, and that's okay. But my mom, you know, spanked me, uh, you know, on my tush. And I lived. Somehow I made it through that traumatic event. And it, it, it was something that I needed, that my, my, those that who were in authority, my principal, my teacher, my mother, they disciplined me. My best friend growing up when I was little, uh, his mom would discipline me. I mean, she didn't call up my mom and say, hey, listen, here's what Rick did, you know. Hey, you know, I'm going to send him home. You do something. No, she didn't call up anybody. She just disciplined me right there in the house. And by the way, my mom would just discipline any kids that were over at the house. Now, today, obviously, that's just changed. And I think it's somewhat tragic, personally, because last but not least, every kid needs discipline. So I hope that these... Uh, this three-part series, if you will, of this broadcast podcast has been a blessing to you. I've heard from a lot of you who have shared with me how this has been helpful. I've heard from some of you that you've shared this with your children. And um, I'm glad. That's what the point of this podcast is all about. And so once again, as I wrap this up, next week we're going to start something new, a little better studio, better lighting, better cameras, all the stuff. If you have any questions Send them to me at rickc at bvg.org, rickc at bvg.org. Make sure you share this with your friends. Make sure if you don't already, haven't subscribed to the podcast, do. Just go to the podcast store. Here's the deal with Rick Countryman, and and we're, we're in, okay? Or, or you can carry me with you everywhere. All right, listen, everybody. Have a, 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 a great day, okay? Bye.